welcome to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind Group Meeting on Friday. This today is Friday, July the 23rd, 2021. Today's topic is Qigong healing. Uh, and the kind of Qigong healing that we have is referred to as Fogum. And we'll be talking about that. And before we begin that, today I'm Richard Clear, your resident host. This is Matt Holger. Everybody. The uh, regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. With us today is Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey. Hello there, Seafood. Thank you. Mark Michaud in Michigan. Hi, it's the Midwest Michigan area covering Grand Rapids and Lansing. Welcome. And Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm here in Guanacaste, and I give classes in Laveria and Playa del Coco and Playa Panama. Welcome. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Hello. And Jim Kelly, in, and Jim, take yourself off mute. Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, and he'll tell you whatever other is down there in Southern Florida. Honored to be invited. We're... Uh in between Fort Lauderdale Airport and West Palm Beach Airport. Come down and visit. <laughs> nice to be there in February. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we have a package and a workshop, both that are for the Fogong, for the Qigong healing, and that's at www.clearchihealing.com. And it's basically for approximately three hour workshops. Um, and the first one is mostly the Qigong you do for yourself. And then uh, the second one is more like Qigong you do to do the healing work. And then three and four is how to do that healing work and how to feel about this is without touching the person you're at the distance of somewhere between an inch and about six inches away from the surface of their body working primarily in the Wei Qi field and it's how to feel things there, to interpret and know what those things actually are, and then to do corrective actions and facilitating actions for the person's chi energy field that then manifest into the rest of the body. And again, we've got a video package for that, which is at chiclearchihealing.com. And there's also a workshop. That workshop usually runs the last weekend in April. Uh, as long as it's not Easter, and the weekend before Thanksgiving, and it's a three-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and people a lot of times will buy the videos, work with the videos, come to the workshop, or come to the workshop, get the videos, go home and practice, and then come back to the workshop again, um, that kind of a thing, and the more times you kind of work it, at least for a good while, the more you get an energy boost and better working capability with the material. And we're going to talk about what that material is today and, and give you some real idea for it so that you know what this Qigong healing fog is about um, like that. And ideally, we'll get into some of the kind of success stories and things that we've had with it um, so that you can avail yourself of that knowledge and, uh, and uh, work from there. All right. So what is Fogong? What, what Fogong is? Right. And it's Qigong, inner Qigong is Qi loosely, broadly defined is, is energy of all kinds, including radiation, sunlight, uh, water, oxygen, uh, food nutrients, genetics, 
chi uh, in that general term is energy of all kinds, as, as defined by scientists and by other folks too. Okay. So kung is work. So chi kung, energy, work. There's ni gung, and there's a fair amount of ni gung involved in this kind of training. And ni or noi, noi, I don't pronounce it very well, the, uh, is internal. And so ni gung, ni gung, noi gung is internal work. Fa gung. A lot of people, especially in the Tai Chi, they've seen people go, this is fa, and they see the other person pop where there's, it has an explosive quality. And so for a long time, fa was typically translated as explosive uh, work or explode, you know, if it's fa gong or, um, or fa chi, hey, Ty. This is Ty Talbert. He is in Colton, California uh, area. Hi, Ty. The, uh, anyway, so um, fa has other connotations and explosion is more like uh, an effect. And so a better translation of fa is emission. And if an explosion is a fast emission. And so emission, so fa gong is emission or emitting work. The fa gong is similar to Shaolin medical qigong the difference is, is that the Shaolin medical qigong has been very codified and taught in the acupuncture schools. And the fagong is more what you see in the Chinese medicine families and then in the, in the internal arts, uh, Tai Chi, Bagua, Singi, and related and other qigong where the family has it. Usually their healing method is a type or a variation of fagong. And they're very, very similar, but there are nuances and differences and different qualities and different kinds. The, uh, one of the bigger differences with the Shaolin medical Qigong is that it tends to be very acupuncture point based and the Fagong uh, tends to be much more focused on the energy. Although there are types of Fagong where they're very, again, acupuncture point based and the, and the Shaolin medical Qigong does a bit of Fagong, um, but there is Fagong where it's working on one of the energy systems specifically, and you learn how to feel that energy system, how to interpret things going on in that energy system, and then to work and or rearrange or to remove problems or to clear blocks, these kinds of things. And then depending on how and what um, you're giving effect. The one thing I like about the fog gun is that there's different things that you use for power source. And the fog gun is using heaven and earth energy mixed into you so that you get this yin yang tai chi quality of energy going on that is from non-ending source that you're plugged into and i find that a lot of times the shaolin medical qigong works on what i'll call a bat personal battery method where you have to build up the energy yourself through the qigong you build up this battery then you use it when you do the work and then you have to charge up the battery again and most people at least in the, in the united states who learn this method in acupuncture school, they get out of acupuncture school, they start training and doing that method. And most of the people that I've talked to over 35 years now, um, since I started talking to people about this, have had to stop doing the method because they end up not doing enough of their own Qigong and they get sick. And then they have to stop because you can't do the work when that's what's going on. 
with a fog on you, you plug in and yes, you do some work that's auxiliary and extra, but every time you're doing the fog on or the qigong healing work, you're getting a lot healthier too as you do the work. So if you were doing fog on this time all day, you wouldn't have to do extra qigong for the most part. What you're doing while you're doing the healing that is moving that energy in the way that it is through you, with them, through them, from them, removing the blockages and whatnot, it's actually powering you up and improving your health and your energetic state while you're facilitating healing processes for the other person. So, um, like that. With this, you feel the energy, you move the energy or adjust it, you balance that energy, you fortify and enhance their energy field, and this is for a direct impact on their health and healing like that. And part of what gets said about fog gun since you're working on the energy field is that one of the common sayings for it that I found amongst practitioners is that as it is without, so it is within. In other words, if I'm feeling it out here in the field, it is an effect from the, what's inside the body. And when you make the adjustment out here, that same adjustment is happening inside of you. Now, because you're adjusting it to energy level, if it's a very physical thing, there might be a, there, there's a, commonly a lag time from the time you've made the adjustment out here before it takes place in there. But if it's really energetic, a blockage, let's say it's pinching in a muscle that's kind of tense. And so there's not good energy flow through and you felt the tension here in the field, you remove that, you'll feel the physical pretty quickly will also dissolve away. It won't, it won't be like you gotta wait till tomorrow or something. It, you'll notice a fairly immediate effect. This is not for bone setting. Bone setting is what you want to do for bone setting. In the West, that means you go to the emergency room and doctors that do that, do that. Um, the, uh, in, the, in the China, they have bone setters and if it's the bones sticking out or, or there's bone problem, you know, like that, the bone setter is who you're going to go see to do that. For the, for the um, Fogong, my primary teacher specialized in cancer. And it was from, it was the I studied from the head of Guolin Qigong. Her name was Yu Bongyi, and um, Guolin Qigong specializes in cancer. So I got a fairly good hookup on that, and that is part of the course is how to work on folks who have cancer and to really get some profound effect in helping for healing and, and facilitating the healing processes for that stuff. And there is video out there of like three doctors of the method. <laughs> working on somebody in real time who has like bladder cancer and they're making the cancer go into remission on the screen within, uh, I want to tell you that the one's like 15 minutes, it might be faster than that, but it's pretty quick, but it is three doctors fully up, you know, top of the food chain in terms of skill working on the person at the same time, um, with the, with obviously full understanding of the following method. So, um, so I'm going to see, is there anything anybody wanted to add or say, or talk about with it right there? And then we can go on to other aspects of this. Is there anything you want to add at this point? Um, I, well, I will add that, uh, the best way to get started doing this is whatever way is like most accessible to you right now. You're going to want to put in time and practice. Once you learn 
the qigong and the Gong healing method um and like the qigong that kind of leads up to that you're going to want to put in a little time and training into that whatever the easiest best way is to get started like right away is the better way for you to do that and so um you're, if you're serious about Gong healing and or or energy healing in general and you want to add Gong to whatever you do you're probably going to want to take the workshop and the videos are going to be helpful. It, it really just depends on the timing of when you're listening to this and when the workshop is. So um, uh, like you said, we do them twice a year. There are works, there's always workshops kind of right around the corner um, because of that. And so uh, do make whatever plans you're going to make to, you know, to get there. But if it's not, if you're if it's sort of like right after one of them has happened and it's going to be another six months before the workshop is coming up, don't wait. Go ahead and, and check out the online program or the DVDs um, as you like, because all that material, all the material from the weekend is actually on the DVDs. It's really helpful to do the workshop and to do it kind of all at once and get into practice and be with, you know, people who have a lot of experience with it and the expert here, you know, Richard, uh, you can see on clear, but, um, but the best way to get started is to actually start. So, um, so we, uh, we have, you know, multiple ways for you to do that. Like I said, the online and the DVD programs um, or the workshop, depending on the timing of it. But you can check out either one. I think you can check them both out at uh, clearchihealing.com. Is that right? Clearchihealing.com. Yeah. I'm not sure if the workshop is on there or not. I know the, I know the, the video practice is on there. Okay. If I um, can add something, you know, before we begin, I... I I just wanted to say that, again, as one of the people that, that, that was an external person, the first time I attended the Fagong seminar, I, you know, I was a skeptic and, you know, it, all the information, you know, made my head uh, <laughs> almost explode. <laughs> um, I guess it's been about three years now since then. And... I've attended the Fagong, I believe, an additional two or three times. And each time, it's amazing. I walk away with more and more um, knowledge and, and a bit more skill. And it's gotten to the point now where I can, as Sifu had said, I can um, feel the different types of ailment. I can, I can feel the different types of energies associated with uh, you know, different illnesses or, or problems. Um, specifically, you know, these people with migraine headaches, it's, it's amazing to work on them and to feel the, the amount of uh, heat that comes from someone with a migraine. Um, and, uh, you know, just the, the different uh, knee injuries. I, so let me ask you this. Normally when you're feeling somebody with a migraine, you're feeling it as heat. What's that, sir? Normally when you feel somebody who has a migraine, you feel it, you feel it as heat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And a, and a very yeah, intense, you know, uh, targeted like a heat. Yeah. But targeted like, so like in a specific area or just all around their head? No, no. A specific area. Uh, where at typically, or is it, is it different from person to person? Yeah, I've, I've seen it uh, mostly in like the frontal lobes. I, I, I noticed it, but, okay. um, yeah. but it's, uh, 
you know, it has been very interesting. And, and I was, uh, prior to this, I was able to work on like simple pulls or muscle, uh, you know, muscle ailments through physical touching. And, and I was amazed to see that you can do the same just through the energy manipulation. Oh, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. When, oh, sure. When you feel that directed heat, would you say it feels dry? Does it feel uh, like it's pushing or pulling? It, it reminds me most of um, like if you've ever held your hand in front of a heat lamp. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, uh, drying your hand. Okay. Yes. Like drying, drying. And, and yes. Dry. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yep. And how easy is it? To, is it easy enough to pull and to do the things that we do that, that adjust the energy to make it go away? Is it fairly easy or would you say it's a bit tougher than other things? Uh, I have had, like I said, a little bit more success with that type, uh, with the pulling. And every time I get together with you guys, I know I learn a little bit more. I think the last time we mentioned about, uh, pulling through the, uh, the back of the head, even though it does, it is in the front, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, where you feel it the most. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, the pulling of the, uh, the energy or the, the heat seems to, you know, seems to be where I've had the most success. So you're feeling the heat up front. When you feel that back part, uh, what do you feel? I know what, I know what I, Leave, I would be feeling there, but what are you, are you, are you scanning the back and getting something different? No, scanning the front, feeling the heat and then trying to pull it through the back. I think yeah, that's so what when you scan the back to see what you're feeling back there when they've got this, the, do you feel anything there? Or you don't feel anything. I, I want to say almost like a voidish, like a void or an empty. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't feel the heat per yeah. se. So. Yeah. So it's the tension. Tension is so shut off that it feels like they're like that, that voidish feel that you're talking about. Yes. So then you pulled it from the back and then you were able to remove it pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, good. Cool. The uh, acupuncture without needles um, is something that people typically heard of, and that's more like acupressure. And then, of course, this is like acupuncture in a certain way but without having to physically touch them. The, uh, you learn a sensation like the one we were just talking about. And every time you feel it, you, uh, again, you'll know what it is. So like, if you feel like a migraine like this, the way he's talking about, you're standing somebody and you start to feel that kind of a heat up around their head. And it really is the same. Then, um, you'll know, okay, this is a migraine. And then you get your sensitivity gets better and better so that they're talking about things that, what might be a migraine coming on and you start feeling it and then you may feel it in a different place because it won't have risen all the way up the back and around yet. And so you'll find that that heat's at a different spot. You still pull from the back like you're talking about and manipulate it down ideally towards source of it in the spine. And the, uh, and I'm not being very specific here on purpose. The uh, anyways, and then you get better and better at being able to, get it before it becomes full on and being able to help to give the person some things to do so that ideally they are not getting migraines anymore that you're mitigating before it turns on all the way. Anyways, um, 
So you learn a sensation and every time you feel it again, you know what it is. The most common one that, that most people walking around have some of somewhere on their body, if they're over the age of 30, is some arthritis. And so you learn how to feel that and it feels like a, a sandpapery, scratchy feel. And once you, like when people feel it the first time, a lot of times it's like, oh, that's really odd. That's interesting. That's unusual. Uh, you feel it three, four, five more times, six more times, somewhere up in, you know, before you hit the number 10 and it becomes, you feel it on somebody else. Okay, that's arthritis. I know because it feels just like the arthritis I just, you know, I felt the other time. And then you get very, very good at being able to work that specific one. Um, each kind of malady or injury has a different energy resonance to it, a feel. And we regularly and consistently blind test stuff where it's like, I don't have the person tell me anything's wrong with them, scan them from head to toe, find stuff, make the notes, and then ask them, okay, what's, what's with your right arm or with your elbow or with your whatever it is. And a lot of times you get good at being able to tell the difference between an old injury that's healed up and something that is current. Um, arthritis that's really active versus something that's just typical wear and tear kind of, you know, that, that most people have. And you get really good at being able to differentiate even within the same kind of a, of a problem. And then um, better and better at moving it, manipulating it, facilitating the healing process around it, in it, through it. Um, because you know what it is by the feel and you know how to manipulate it from there to get that. So, um, and the bigger trick to it, the thing that's really the most useful is making sure that your energy is, is resonance is, is good and on and, and up high and those kinds of things. And then being able to feel when you're scanning and how to scan and really that sensitivity to feel in the other person what's going on and what's not going on and how it's going on and those kind of things. And one of the things that you'll see in all of our programs, that sensitivity like that, that's, that's the most common thread from internal push hands and the fogong and the other aspects of Tai Chi that we're doing as well. Cause if you're doing regular Tai Chi, a lot of time that sensitivity is in yourself and inside in push hands, you're feeling inside more of the other person, um, but inside them, and then in the fog, I'm that sensitivity and it's out on that way she field. And then there's other fields there that you can also get information from and other parts of your body that you can get the information with both your, your normal, what you think of if you, if you picture something in your head or you think about doing something. So that part also in your gut, also in your emotional center and being able to feel things those ways, you know, and perceive from there and then what kind of information comes along with that and then how to, how to act on that information. The, uh, and depending on what you're doing, healing or martial, in this case, we're talking about healing, but all right. any other thoughts regarding any of that? I'm trying not to just yak your ear off, but. Per, I mean, just personally, I find that the fog method really bridges that gap really well for me um, in terms of the sensitivity to the energy directly. I mean, when, when you're when you're getting the fogung method, when you're using the fogung method, and you're getting results with it, you are feeling manipulating energy of another person with your energy directly without contact. And so then, when you go to try to manipulate or or attach to or somehow 
use someone else's energy in your push hands, it's that much easier to distinguish whether you're really energy connected and whether you're really in their energy field the right way or not, because you know what the energy really feels like. Um, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's an important piece of the kind of the bigger picture of the Tai Chi puzzle um, that is definitely not to be overlooked. Even if you want your Tai Chi for other reasons and you're not wanting to like go hang up a shingle and become a healer, it's still a very valuable skill set for yourself. Something I wanted to add was that it's very important to go ahead and be at the seminars for one reason only, if you don't look at any of the other reasons, is that the energy is amplified when you have so many people together who understand about energy work, and it makes it easier for a beginner to feel what's going on. I am um, the last time you were here in California, we had a couple who had done um, Reiki up to the master's level. And the husband said he had never actually felt the energy. And when he came to the seminar, worked with us, he was in tears because he said, I've been trying to get this feeling to be able to feel this energy for five years. And yeah. he finally got it. And what I found is that, yes, when there's so many people together, the the energy isn't amplified like well, there's two people there. Now it's more like there's three people there. And so when you have, I try to explain that to people here, they're talking about, well, can he come out with just four people to take the course? I'm like, no, for beginners, we need to have a room of people. We need eight to 10 people to amp up that energy. Yeah. Yep. And now a word from our sponsor. Traditional Chinese medicine strongly focuses on manipulating qi. Some healers use pressure points and massage techniques. Some use needles, acupuncture. Others use herbs, herbology. In Clear Tai Chi, we seek to feel and manipulate the qi directly, both in ourselves and in others. The Clear Qi Healing Program is a must-watch course for all energy healers and aspiring energy healers. You get all the training to build and circulate qi in yourself, plus everything you need to feel and manipulate qi for healing others. This is a no-touch, direct qi healing method. The skills you get from this program will also greatly improve the results of your daily Tai Chi practice. The full course is available now at clearchihealing.com. That's clearchihealing.com. So let me add a little bit. Are you, I'm sorry, I'm cutting no, in on your time. No. So a couple of very interesting things is that, and, and I, I teach Reiki, so I, what you're saying has a real relevance. Um, and one of the things is that, as I understand it, as you develop your skills in, fa, in, in the Falcon, you really develop the skills what, people in other disciplines would call the skills of a medical intuitive. Sure. Yeah. Because Which you're able to make diagnoses in terms of organs and to some degree in terms of the disorder based on energy, either yeah. feeling it or seeing it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so 
that's very cool. And there's certainly some Reiki people that can do it, but normally they develop that, they would have developed that skill from other disciplines rather than directly from Reiki. Okay. The other thing is that when you talk about a Reiki master who didn't feel the energy, um, that's not crazy. Because I started teaching Reiki in 1990 and I didn't start feeling Tai Chi. I mean, I didn't start feeling energy from other people until much later. And you can, you, you can use Reiki um, and you can be effective treating other people and you can be effective teaching Reiki and giving people the ability to use it without feeling a whole lot. And interestingly, so I was reasonably successful as an instructor and also as a practitioner, and I didn't feel a whole lot. And then actually it was practicing Tai Chi that I felt the energy for the first time. And uh, that was that was like a real aha. So uh, anyway, so for me, Tai Chi and Reiki have been pretty closely connected. But what you what you describe is not crazy. And, and I don't know the other guy, but it's very possible he was really a very effective Reiki master, even though he didn't feel a lot. And but we have a number of people come through the Fogong program who were Reiki masters before they came to the Fogong. And, and almost all of them have the same experience, which is they, some of them may have even been able to feel energy beforehand. But when they get the Fogong method, it is so much clearer and it puts the pieces together and it's stronger and more, and the results so much more immediate. Um, the diagnosis so much more um, accurate that uh, it, it just changes the game for them. And we've pretty universally had this experience. I've not talked to anybody who, you know, told me I'm a Reiki, I was already a Reiki master and like this didn't do anything different for me. They all, you know, share the same feedback, which is like, wow, this is so awesome. This is so- this Yeah, is so there's so, you know, the whole emphasis on Ting is a real big thing. And it's yeah. in it's in Reiki, but it's just not emphasized to the degree. And then it's not developed to the same degree. Well, I like what you're saying about the medical students <laughs> because what happens is if your sensitivity is not there, then you're projecting or trying to get the energy to do things but you can't really tell exactly if it is other than the feedback directly from the other person. And so it's, it, it's easy for, in my mind, it's very easy for that to be pretty inexact as you get better and better and better at perceiving that energy and interpreting it and feeling it and, and sensing it and through and through the whole person from head to toe and what's around the, the immediate energy field around them and better and better and better and better. Uh, what I found is that when I'm having a really extra good day, I don't have to do any, I, I can just either see it or feel it. And because I can see it and feel it at a level, I want it to move and it just moves. I don't even have to really work at it. Um, it's more like if you just see it doing things, it starts doing those things. Um, now that's not every day by, by a shot um, where it's that easy. You know, it's as easy as oh, whatever, you know, but, but um, but it's not greatly harder than that. It's just at that level, it's because the sensitivity that day for whatever reason is so jacked up. And with the sensitivity being that high, it's really easy to get fairly profound result without hardly any effort. 
And so that sensitivity to me becomes like the most important kind of thing because if sensitivity is high enough, the rest of it's fake. I thought I would add in here, um, since this is the topic that I also had studied a, a different healing method before I came to the Fakong, uh, which was my first in-person uh, workshop with you, Sifu. So it's very, it, it will always be, you know, very memorable for me um, coming and meeting several of you guys actually. Um, so I had studied some yoga probably about 20 years worth of yoga. And I took the um, pranic healing method, um, which I was successful in helping people with. And I did feel some energy, um, but nothing compared to what I feel now. And some of that, uh, like Phil was saying, is because I've practiced a lot more Tai Chi. So I think that you really do need um, all the different components of, of the clear Tai Chi program um, you know, to really augment and really take advantage of all the other parts. They all, they all come in together. Um, but some of the main differences there are the perception um, and not only a diagnosis, which is rather intuif intuitive, but also um, the treatment. We have many different methods that we use within Fakong and you are guided through your intuition and through the, the type of energy that you're feeling as to how to go about removing it. Removing and so that up. has been amazing to me because the previous method was, it was, a, it was very much a prescription. They would tell you exactly what to do and which order and how to do it with which colors and what kind of gems and which kind of direction, counterclockwise and clockwise. And it, I mean, it was very involved. And they just told us flat out, you need to have the book in your hand while you're doing this because there's a lot of steps and there's a lot. And I was just like, okay, it, you know, it's a lot. Whereas when I'm doing the Fakong, I'm feeling a lot more um, sure of myself and there's a lot more, um, I would say power. I'm not sure power is quite the right word. But it's very effective. It's very effective. And I have no doubt about what I'm doing. Part of that is, is that the basic method has like, it's the same 12 steps, regardless of what you're doing. And you memorize the 12 steps and they're not hard that way. And or it sounds like 12 would be a lot, but really it's, it's that is broken down into every little bitty piece. And when you, when you're actually doing it, it feels like you're doing like two or three things total. Um, you want know, to memorize the list and, or just go by the list in enough times. And then um, the, the base math, basic method is the same process every time. And then when it graduates to other kinds of things, it's because you've actually grown, <coughs> you've grown in your ability with it, that it's like, oh, well, that would be the smarter thing to do with this, as opposed to, uh, and, and it becomes very intuitive that way um, once you've got the basics. Uh, really, you know, once you own the basics, then the next steps become very logically obvious to a certain degree. And that, and there is training for it, but it's it just, yeah, of course I would do that with that. It's, it's not like it's taking you off into, we'll do this thing and then this other thing. And then you're like, where you're kind of going, I don't understand why that's working, but okay. You know, it's, it's not confusing like that. There's a very logical progression happening there in terms of working with the energy that way to then get results in the in the person 
So, yeah. It, it, I, I'd like to just jump in for a second because the word intuition has been bandied about a lot and it's not the, the, the that word has some context to it that are not really accurate with the Fogong method. Because what ends up happening is not that you like somehow you feel something and somehow like it dawns on you what that means. That's not it at all. It's much more like uh, a seasoned car mechanic who has heard so many engines come in and then gone under the hood and worked on them and seen what was wrong that now all he has to do is hear the engine come in and he knows what's wrong because yep. he's seen it so many times before that it's just clear as about you know it's just, he just knows uh but it's not because there is some magical intuition that was like granted him or that he's somehow like seeking some spirit guidance or something it's just he's had enough feedback that he knows what that sounds like now. And in, in the Fogum method works the same way. Once you feel things enough times and you talk to enough people about what's going on with them, you get to distinguish what those feelings are and what that means. And then you can operate with that knowledge in a different way. And then it graduates, you know, from there. But, uh, but it is, uh, intuition isn't quite right. It looks like what you would think of as an intuitive healer but your experience of it is not intuitive at all. It's just, well, that's what's going on. I know, I know it is, but I can feel it. Anyway. Oh, oh I, I would like to add something. You inspired me. I looked at Harry. I said, ah, what, what an inspiration. So one of the, th one of the things is uh, with, you know, with COVID rearing up and people being more isolated, things, uh, the opportunities to practice FACUM in many circumstances are not as easy as they were before because we don't spend as much time with other people. But at some point in time, it's possible to do FACUM remotely across yeah. different cities and in different parts of the country. And so... I teach so a couple of in the three-day course, and then it's on the video, and that kind of thing for doing long distance. And then once COVID hit, I took the senior ones of, of our group here and taught you guys a, a bit about doing it over Zoom, and Harry's doing it over Zoom fairly regularly. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just it was a game changer, you know, through COVID. And not only Fogung, which was, was one of the most amazing things that we could do, uh, for it. And, and the, the story that I'll tell later on, the most successful situation I had with it will be a remote situation. Um, but we could also practice, you might be, be interested to know that we could also practice other Tai Chi body qualities and energies, like the root drop game that we play, sending waves into each other, spirals, things of that sort can be done as well remotely. So. My daughter, Carly, who's 11, she took the fog on last time we did it for the three-day course and she was actually able to do some by looking at the person as opposed to having to extend her hand out and since she had that kind of ability for her first time through and she's done other energy work with me longer term but she just hadn't had the course and so since she did that i brought her a, a couple weeks later two three weeks two three weeks later and did a zoom call with harry and had harry and her do it back and forth over zoom so that way he could talk her through, you know, I was here coaching her. He was there talking to her and doing it for her to do it over Zoom. And her her ability of doing it over Zoom was like we could, she, she actually started working with the energy here beside me where Matt's sitting down at now. And Harry and I both could see the energy of the, of Harry's energy 
that she was working on in the room when she was working. And I'm talking about visually see it. It was extremely impressive. Yeah. It, uh, and I'll bring up something that's kind of uh, uh, next to what somebody else said earlier. I think it was Matt that taking the Fagong workshop uh, workshops over and over and over actually is very, very helpful because the first time you take it, you get, you get it, um, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then yeah, sometimes to, to be really honest, sometimes you'll leave going, okay, I can do this, but you're not super sure of yourself because you've got to go practice it. And you take it again and again and again. So my progression was, I think it was around my fourth time that I took it. Um, I could actually see the energy as I was manipulating it. And then it was around the eighth time that if somebody had a, a malady, I could just look at it and I could go, oh, and I would walk up to them and, and whisper to them because I didn't want to interfere with their partner who was working on them, who may not have been at that skill level. And I just say, hey, uh, you have a digestive issue going on? Yes. How'd you know? Cool. Because then I could see it and didn't have to just scan it. So there's a jump in level. And then when you're working uh, e-skill, mind skills, um, you get to the point where you can see that energy and then you can manipulate it with your mind. Um, and so, and it, and it keeps growing. And then it leapt, thanks to you, Sifu leapt to being able to do it long distance, um, which is just phenomenal uh, thing to be able to do for people. So uh, a, a quick story, uh, fighting workshop uh, back in March. And uh, after five days of, of going at it, uh, one of my knees wasn't exactly terribly happy. So we're all out to dinner that night. And I warned him ahead of time. One of my other uh, instructors here, uh, Paul, um, who's had uh, Sifu Clear's training, is, is all part of Clear Tai Chi, um, is very good at the, the remote long distance stuff. So I just text him, hey, Paul, my left knee's uh, not very happy right now. I'm sitting down at dinner and I'm sitting there eating the Thai food with everyone. And I feel him pulling the pain out of my knee and I'm just, you know, laughing and I have to share it with everyone at the table. And, and Sifu says, Hey, I took a shot to my rib. Have them work on that too. <laughs> so really kind of neat where this goes. And I know it can sound wackadoodle to people, but when you take it step by step by step, it does make sense. So, so let me just mention something else in the context of remote healing. So one of the things that um, is sort of a little bit of a detour in Reiki is what we call, what I call uh, Star Trek Reiki, where you, it's very similar to what, what, what you're talking about here is you don't, you don't send the energy to the other person. You bring the other person's energy to you, and then you work on it in your room. Okay? So it's a little different. It's very cool. But one of the things is that what's very nice about that is, even compared to working with someone physically in the room, is that you can put the person in whatever position and make him whatever size uh, is most convenient to you. Okay. So if you want him to be laying down, you can. If you want him to stand up, if he's a real tall guy and you can't reach his head, you just shrink him down. So he's now like four feet high instead of six, six. 
and then it's easy to work on his head. So it just gives some flexibility and actually it's a way that you can actually work on someone in the same room. Like if you're in a hospital bed, I mean, if you're in the hospital and the bed is in some corner and there's a bunch of machines and you want it to be six inches away from someone's head, it would be hard. You'd be in a very awkward position. So you can move his energy body away from his physical body, bring it into the room and make him whatever position and whatever size is most convenient. And then you don't have to twist your back in order to work on him. Well, that's what we were doing with Carly, but it hadn't occurred to me to uh, for her to manipulate the size because when she was working on Harry there, it was pretty much Harry's out, like we could see our Harry's outline and the energy in the room. And mm -hmm. so I'll let her know that, hey, you could adjust his size a little bit in your mind and still work on him. And that would be, that would, since you still, you know, she's five foot tall. But anyways, um, yeah, that would be interesting. I've done that to a certain extent also if I want to work on myself. Let's say if I have uh, back pain, for example, then I can just picture myself in front of me as if I were like a doll here and work on myself in front of me, That's which of sounds awkward, but it's actually much easier to do it that way. Well, and it occurs to me, I've done the uh, almost the opposite of that to a certain extent as well. When I'm really trying to hone in on a specific thing or a certain energy signature, I can kind of blow it up and look at that piece as though it were huge yeah. and get the feel for what that is and then shrink it back down and see all the spots where that, you know, where that might be or where that's going on. Um, and they and they kind of scream out that way. I've done that once particularly to, to really good effect, which is the story I'll show later. Yeah. I tend to magnify it, bring something in and magnify it really big for the area that it is um, because it lets you get so specific about the work. Yeah, cool. The, uh, so Fagong ties into the rest of clear Tai Chi with that Ting, that sensitivity is what Ting is you know, required. And Ting is required. If you're gonna reach high levels in Tai Chi, you have to have strong, really good, quality, high, high good quality ting. It's just a requirement. And so this really helps to put that, to get that going, just like the push hands does a different aspect, right? And then also uh, the fogung, the healing ourselves and helping others, that part of the Tai Chi, the, uh, for the for the fogung and the internal push hands, it's the fogung out on the surface of the body. And then with the, with the internal push hands really being able to feel inside the body so that you begin to get a better sense of the inside and the outside and get the full scope like that. Uh, the other one is, is for Jin, J-I-N, typically being the spelling these days, energy quality, Jing, Jin is like the, a, using your mind, your E, your mind intent, actually, to, manipulate the energy into a shape, a form, or an expression. And so the, that Jin energy quality, both externally, physically, and then internally from the surface to the inside your bone marrow, and then being able to actually connect to and influence the energy of others, both for the healing thing we're talking about, and then ultimately at the high level also for self-defense, which hopefully you won't have to use, but at least it's there if you need it. And it starts off where people 
on the self-defense side where they're not going to be able to do it that well. And I certainly wouldn't rely on it. And eventually at the higher level, um, it's just part of your fighting arsenal and it can be done to great effect um, uh, towards profound effect. Um, but it becomes that over time. And then obviously you're trying not to do that. You're trying to want to do the healing thing more, but if you're, if you had a uh, serious need for it, then the other, then the marshal is there too. All right. Again, if you're interested in the Fogong healing energy package, that is at www.clearchihealing.com and the workshop uh, either will be listed there or somehow we'll make sure there's a link there towards that if there's not one already. Uh, so by the time you hear this, see this, it'll, there'll be one there. All right. Fogong is one of the requirements to be a regional organizer. And the reasons why are that sensitivity. The ting is the thing. If your ting is high, most of the rest of the program is easy. Um, we do Tai Chi healing as well as Marshall, like I was talking about. The fogung helps to jumpstart that there really is something to the internal and that she is real. Since we blind test it, and we blind test it a lot. It's you're not asking the person anything, scan, scan, scan. Oh, I'm getting a signal, I'm getting a signal. Okay, what are you getting? You know, I'm getting heat or I'm getting vibration or I'm getting a point or I'm getting, it feels thick and heavy or it feels, you know, and, and scrunching my hand or whatever the feeling is. And there's a lot of different sensations. The uh, and then somebody else comes along, one of the other instructors, and feels, Oh, yeah, right there, it's right there, like that. And you didn't tell them before. Uh, the one I like to do, he's working on a body, he, he goes and gets one of the instructors and goes over, I found something on him. Okay, don't tell me where it's at. Oh, it's right here, and it feels like this. And they describe what he felt because they're feeling it too. And if we bring in another instructor blind again, same thing. Well, everybody found the same thing in the same place, feeling it the same way whatever, and including things that are fairly towards the small side of, of like where most people would not, we're just standing there looking at them normally, you would not never perceive that there was an issue there. And so it really lets us do that. And then when you're moving it out, the person is being done with, um, depending on what it is, but let's say it's something that is really aggravating to them, they can feel you moving it out. And, and so all of that. Um, and it, it gets pretty profound in terms of the, the level of things that you can tell them about what that thing is, including uh, this was an injury. The injury happened like this. Um, and really describing things to them about it where they're like, yeah, that's what happened. How do you know that? Because it can feel it. That's why. I have a personal favorite story about that that I might share later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that really the fog on it helps to jumpstart that there really is something to the internal. So if you've had trouble with the internal before now, fog on is a really good way to cross that, like we talked about some of the call already, to cross that and solve that and figure out, okay, there really is something here that she, whatever she is, right? The energy, the energy, that there is a reality to that and you can perceive it. Because the idea that energy is real, hopefully that's that's not, you know, people go, she's not real. Well, maybe it's because they're trying to define she as something specific or they think of she as something specific. And so it's this general kind of a term, like energy is a term. They go, is energy real? Well, of course energy is real. Everything that exists is made out of energy. That's not hard. It's more like, can you feel it? Can you manipulate it? Is it really 
doing something with it going to cause positive effects in specific kinds of ways that a person is trying to do on purpose? And the answer to all that is yes, but there's training involved and sensitivity involved in being able to do that. And so it helps to solve those issues about the internal and she being real and, and how you can work with it and perceive it and those kind of things. There's a bunch of feedback built just directly into the method and into the practice of it and into the step in, into the logic of the kind of the sequence that Sifu Clear was talking about earlier, the, the 12 steps of the of the method that really become kind of like two, three or four things maybe once you've done it a few times, you just you, you, you it becomes one thing because steps. it's the same, it's the same steps. And so it's if I said step method. one was hold your hand up, step two is turn your hand to the side, step three is pull the door open, then at some point you just go pull the door open. And it's one step for you, even though really three things happen anyways. Well, because of the logic of the sequence of those things and uh, and the talking to the people that you're you know, scanning and that you're scanning them first and then describing what you feel and getting feedback from them, it's built into the, the method itself that you're getting feedback about these systems and it it, it, beca it becomes just impossible to ignore it. Like you, it, it is a thing, you will feel it, you are feeling it, there's, there is a reality there and it, it will, the method will prove that to you if you do it enough. Um, the, the workshop, the three-day workshop is a really intense feedback heavy um, all at once kind of a way of kickstarting those abilities and, and jumping them up uh, for you, even if you have some to begin with, it'll really kind of explode your ability with it because it's so intense and, and there's so much feedback just built into it. Um, and like Ty was saying, the, the extra kind of energy in the room from so many people doing it and working with energy and all that, it makes it that much more palpable um, and that much easier to feel. But, um, but even if, you know, if you give, even if you can't make it to a workshop or there's one that's like, like five months away and you want to get in some practice before then, just practicing the method once you know it and you practice it enough and you talk to enough of the people that you're working on about what you're feeling and what they're experiencing, it will start to connect up the way that Super Clear is talking about where it just becomes apparent that, it, yeah, it's real. You are really feeling it. You are really manipulating it. It is having results for the people that you're working on and uh and it just becomes something that you you know that you can't ignore and you just start you go from there um, you no longer have to prove that to yourself and that alone is just a huge hurdle for a lot of people to get over it's very very valuable i find so so matt i'd, I'd like to amplify that i just and maybe it's it's just so obvious that it's not worth mentioning but i'm gonna mention it anyway so just as there are people that are effective doing Reiki, but they don't feel energy the way they, that it's described and they think there's something missing and there is, there are a lot of Thai people that do Tai Chi that hear about, they hear about energy and it's a concept that they talk about all the time, but it is not something they feel on a, as warmth or tingling or pressure or flow. And so I would imagine there's a there's a segment of the Tai Chi population, you know, the Tai Chi for health population that 
hear about energy all the time, but have never felt it. And the Falcon workshop actually could be the place where all that connects. Yeah, uh, for a lot of people it is. For a lot of people that is the workshop that connects the dots uh, for them. A number of our students have come to us through that workshop and, and it's been like, this is what I've been looking for for years. Um, and there are certainly other paths to it, but, but that's one of the reasons why the Fogong is emphasized so heavily and why it is a requirement for our regional organizers that it really does connect those dots and um, in a very specific kind of way where as long as you have that method we know certain other things about your Tai Chi skill and what you're going to be able to do with it. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Traditional Chinese medicine strongly focuses on manipulating Qi. Some healers use pressure points and massage techniques. Some use needles, acupuncture. Others use herbs, herbology. In Clear Tai Chi, we seek to feel and manipulate the Qi directly, both in ourselves and in others. The Clear Qi Healing Program is a must-watch course for all energy healers and aspiring energy healers. You get all the training to build and circulate Qi in yourself, plus everything you need to feel and manipulate Qi for healing others. This is a no-touch, direct chi healing method. The skills you get from this program will also greatly improve the results of your daily Tai Chi practice. The full course is available now at clearchihealing.com. That's clearchihealing.com.